This is episode number 113 with Anne-Marie Dubois. And one of the biggest labels for me, it was that they, they called me ugly. And still, men call me ugly. And and still that that conversation goes around in my head. You know, I didn't even get emotional right now, like just to say it, because it's, it's hard. Now I'm like, this is the way I am. And I don't do it in a self-destructive way anymore. I, I know who I am now. There's with darkness, there's light, and I've been afraid of my dark, my darkness a lot. And a lot of people are like, I don't want to go into the dark place, but it's part of it. It's just you need to go to those dark places because there's so much wisdom in those dark places. Welcome to Claiming Your Truth podcast. I'm your host, Franny Nicole. When we are born, we are not told about the struggles that life will present and how it will affect us within. Over time, we begin dealing with the frustration, the loss, the huge obstacles and roadblocks that life inevitably puts in our way. And for some, this is a breaking point. And for others, this is where they thrive. Each week, we'll bring you the breakdowns and breakthrough stories from some of the most influential people in their fields. It is these stories of redemption we hope will resonate, creating a space for that is powerful, productive, and life-changing. Because when it all comes down to it, all you have to do is claim your truth. Welcome back. Franny Nicole here. And been thinking about validation and seeking validation from others this week. It's something that I have been currently working on, been working on for a long time. So instead of doing a mantra of the week, I thought, you know, maybe talking about that a little bit and kind of the steps that I took and just want to share that with you guys and how important it is to self-validate yourself versus, you know, always depending on others to validate you. For the majority of my life, I depended on others to confirm my sense of worth, which is, as you know, the worst thing that you can do. Um, One of the worst things. I constantly craved approval, thinking that a consistent stream of validation would bring me security. I cringe when I think about the amount of time I've wasted in my life obsessing on an endless quest, endless, endless quest for validation. Trying to figure out how to stop seeking validation was always impossible because at every moment there was someone, always someone who I was convinced if I just worked a little harder and I gave a little more, I'll get a validation crumb from whoever that was that, that would somehow save me from myself. Validation seeking is a form of perfectionism and just like perfection, it is the lowest standard that you can hold for yourself. Just like perfectionism, seeking validation will rob you of processing your past, living in the now and experiencing what the universe has destined for you. I used to be dependent on both positive and negative validation to take any action in my life. I needed the validation of lovers and friends to propel me into action, as well as the validation of the doubters and haters to propel me into proving them wrong. It was always, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. I mean, I think we're all guilty of that. Doing something just to prove someone wrong. The end result was eventually devolving into someone that was all talk. All plans, ideas, hopes, dreams. And that's about it. I didn't know how to stop seeking validation. And because of that, I completely lost my innate ability to execute. Plans, ideas, hopes, and dreams are great. 
but without the propellant of execution, it's all hot air. You're left with nothing but the anchor of your excuses. Looking back, I think that I would subconsciously hope to find something that would hurt me enough to make me work, try even harder, if that makes any sense. I kept attracting situations that catered to my fear of abandonment and solidified the belief that I was forgettable. Today, I'm so proud to say I no longer seek validation. Remember, you will always attract what you believe about yourself. I've let go of expectations from others and because of that, have raised the ones that I have for myself. Validation from outside sources is no longer enticing because integrity and dignity have now been replaced by what used to be a bottomless pit of insecurity and hunger for a reminder that I wasn't as invisible as I felt. So, if I can go from being this crazy validation seeker to now being balanced, so can you. So, I've figured out, you know, five steps that on how to stop seeking validation and it will take work. Step one. Don't expect to be healed. I repeat, don't expect to be healed. If you're finding it difficult to stop obsessing about your relationships that are no longer there, it's because you're seeking validation. You want that other person to validate you by expressing that they understand things from your perspective, that they feel your pain, know where they went wrong and what they lost. Save yourself. Save yourself the emotional pain and understand that if someone had the capacity to disregard you, hurt you, disrespect you, and deny your perspective, logic dictates that they don't and won't ever have the magic potion to heal that wound that they inflicted. Guess who that only person is that has that power? You. You are the only one who knows it all. All of your secrets, failures, experiences, triggers, fears, shortcomings, etc., And guess what? You're still here, right by your own side. If that's not what constitutes the most badass long-term validation, I don't know what does. No one will heal you more or better than you can heal yourself right now. Step two, stop expecting them to get it. Acknowledge what's right in front of you. Understand that if your partner is failing to validate your pain, respect your boundaries, and get how they hurt you, you're dealing with someone who is empathetically bankrupt and most likely a narcissist as well. And there's nothing you can do about that because they had this emotional handicap before meeting you and while in the relationship with you. Look, listen, and act. You can't get someone to see in themselves what they have no problem refusing to see. Step three, know what you don't need. Stop being so concerned with what you've convinced yourself that you need. Validation. And start identifying what you don't need. I wish someone would have sat me down 10 years ago and told me this. You don't need anyone to validate what you already know. Yes, being empathized with and acknowledged is great. It feels so good, right? But if you don't know how to validate your own intuition, values, morals, and beliefs, gut feelings, you'll forever be at the mercy of the other person's compass. If you know what someone did was hurtful, wrong, disrespectful? Why do you need the other person to validate your judgment? You know, and that's enough. Step four, clean up the contradictions. If you're looking for someone to validate you that through their actions has invalidated you, what the fuck are you doing? Seriously, what are you doing? It's pointless. 
Speak with your actions. Pick up the pieces of your broken heart and move on. The short-term pain will hurt. Yes, it will hurt, but it will pass. Why trade it for the long-term agony of fracturing your dignity and setting yourself up for more? Please validate me. Relationships. Step five and last. Trust me, you need to know this one. Know what it really means. Looking back in hindsight, the only reason why I ever needed validation from a lover, an ex, or friend was because I placed no value on my own judgment, intuition, opinions, eyes, ears, self. Sometimes you need to just accept the loss, hug yourself a bit tighter, and do something that you've never been able to do. Use your pain as propellant and act by putting one foot in front of the other. Wipe the memories from your eyes as they stream down your face. Have your own back and move on. It will get better and you're already getting stronger with every step. Make a decision and respect that decision by acting on it. Water the flower of your decision with commitment. Instead of second-guessing the shit out of it, living in the land of convenient, you're better than that. Yeah, it's hard. But if we do the work, you'll start to see the benefits. You'll be happier, less frantic, and at peace. You'll see the other person for who they are. And you'll start to see you for who you truly are. Someone who makes decisions that she acts upon based on her own values, judgments, beliefs, self-love, and trust that she has within. Toss the instant gratification, entitlement crap, and do that one thing that you know will reward you in spades for the rest of your life. And that, my friends, is how to seek validation and live life on your terms. Okay, I might have went out on a tangent on that one, but this has been the longest growth for me. So if that's something that I'm dealing with, you know, I'm... It's something that we all deal with and fight every single day is that approval from others. And we don't need that. The only approval we need is from ourselves. Today's guest is Anne-Marie Dubois. Stylist and author Anne-Marie Dubois is dedicated to connecting women with their inner power and superstar personality. Originally from Chile, living in Los Angeles, she is a spiritual superstar herself. As an international speaker, she encourages other women to embrace spirituality and reinvent themselves with style. She is the author of The Power of Color, an enlightening and interactive book designed for women to embrace themselves through fashion, spirituality, music, and dance. Inside Anne-Marie teaches people seven ways to connect with their power by acknowledging legendary women associated with power, color, and desirable quality and inspiring music. Anne-Marie Dubois encourages a holistic lifestyle, and she continuously inspires women to live in their brilliance by hosting self-empowering events and seminars across Los Angeles and Chile. Welcome to Claiming Your Truth, Anne-Marie. Thank you so much. Happy happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, baby. (laughs) Congratulations on it's been a week since the launch of The Power of Color. How does it feel to be a best-selling author? Oh my God, I'm still, uh, yeah, exactly is a week today. I'm still processing all of what has been happening. It's just feeling so blessed. Yeah, yeah. Reminding myself to be present, to breathe and and be grateful is still, it's beautiful. (laughs) I bet. What kind of feedback have you been receiving from friends and family? Well, um, there's a, a really beautiful feedback that I received from one of the girls that just got the book too. She said, uh, it looks beautiful from the outside already. It has like, it's a powerful cover, but from the inside is even more beautiful. And I was like, oh, 
That's just oh. like me. <laughs> it's a perfect reflection of who I am. Yeah, beautiful from the inside, but even more beautiful from the outside, but even more beautiful from the inside. That is yeah. a wonderful comment. Yeah. And it is true because you can be beautiful on the outside, but not a good person inside, which will make your outer self not beautiful anymore. Yeah, and it, it all comes from the inside. Yeah, yeah from the that, inside out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I love the book. Thank you. Yeah, I just finished it this morning, and I have to say that I was able to relate to relate to a lot of it, not obviously growing up in Chile, but just being bullied in school growing mm-hmm. up and feeling like an outcast and just being yourself and no one accepting you for who you are. And I find like a lot of girls go through that through childhood. Can we talk about how that made you feel growing up? How did that all start? You know, like uh, since I can remember, I was I was bullied in, in school since I was a little girl. Um, I was always uh, I was very a very shy girl and always like in my world, like in my bubble. And I don't know, it was the men, they were aggressive and, and physically and verbally. The, the, those were the the bad ones for me. The girls were, there was a lot of envy and didn't consider me for the groups. So definitely I was constantly trying to figure out like what is wrong with me. What do I need to do to fit in? I was questioning myself a lot, especially in that age, like, 12, 13, when I'm yeah. trying to figure out my personality, who I am. Um, so it was a very lonely, lonely, lonely period. And yeah. this was all in Concepcion, Chile? Yes, yes, in the south. Um, they even, like, they were looking for something to, to to make fun of me. Even, like, they were making fun of my name. And I mean, and it's a French name, and I was in a French school. So it's like, okay. <laughs> it probably was because they were so unhappy with themselves and you were this carefree girl just walking around and they just projected their feelings onto you. Yeah, it's interesting when I think about it now. Uh, actually, especially, uh, I mean, especially after the, the campaign that, that I did with uh, Unleashy and the pictures that you can see on the book, that made me like realize that, oh, men were the ones that were like the most, uh, the bullied. The, the ones that most like were messing with me and I was talking about it with a friend and she said maybe they were into you and that was the way for them to communicate they didn't know another way and I was like eh. you know I feel like we're <laughs> brought up in a world where you know when someone is mean to you that means when we're kids someone's mean to you oh they have a crush on you <laughs> but that's not a sh- that shouldn't be how we that's not how we should perceive people like if someone's being mean to you they're choosing to be mean to you not because they like you and that not saying that that's why it was happening but I find like we grow up where it's okay oh it's okay he's only being mean to you because he likes you so you're like oh oh, okay so you accept that you accept that like they and it's just it's not okay yeah it's kind of like accepting that uh they're gonna be treating me bad and that is good. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no. No, it's not good. No, that's we need to start writing a new story with that. I yeah. Think. <laughs> if they're being mean to you, it's because they're they're mad at themselves and they don't want to, you know, they're mean to you, not because they like you. Yeah. It's funny. I, it's like, that's the worst thing. I and know. We're taught that. You know, oh, he kicked you. Oh, he likes you. Yeah. I think in an Amy Schumer uh show I, I she was talking about yeah, that and it I was think so, so funny. Too. oh he really likes you then <laughs> he's throwing <laughs> things at you <laughs> 
Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. And it's like we create these stories from it. And then, then we start going after only people who are mean to us because we think mentally that they like us. And then in the end, they end up hurting us. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed. I, I mean, it was hard for me to grow up with all of this situation, trying to belong, always trying to belong and find myself. But now I see it as, as a blessing. Uh, I have so much to say with it and, and an organization that I can stand for. And so many people can relate. It's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I went through it and I'm, look at me right now. <laughs> You're doing amazing. Superstar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, labels don't define who we are. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people hold those labels that were called as kid or during high school and they it's traumatizing and until that we're able to let those labels go where we define ourselves yeah and one of the biggest labels for me it was that the, they called me ugly and still mm. men call me ugly and and still that that conversations goes around in my head you know I, and I even get emotional right now like just to say it because it's, it's hard It's like I get to remind myself that I'm beautiful, but you don't know how how much a kid when you're growing up, what people said can affect you so much yeah. for the rest of your life. Words mm -hmm. hurt. Yeah. Well, you're beautiful oh, inside you. and out. Thank you. <laughs> Stunning with your sparkles and glitter and <laughs> yeah, I'm channeling my su my superstar Beyonce or something. I today. forget which uh, which clothing your your autumn. Wait, which one? Yes, your autumn. autumn. Yeah. Okay, from the colors, the color yeah, study, the yeah. color study. I remember I did that that class with you one Saturday, which was a lot of fun, and we got to learn our different style and what type of um, personality we are that we wear through our clothes. And of course, I'm dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> so am I. <laughs> Always wanting to stand out and make a scene with my clothing, and I definitely, I think that's how I met you as well at the Unleash event where I was wearing like all sparkles and oh yeah that dress how can I forget <laughs> <laughs> super cool dress yeah well that's all really exciting and I mean obviously the bullying is not exciting but it made you who you are today yes you know yes. it's been a long road it's been a long road uh, from being a really shy girl and every time that I share this too it was like I was terrified to say present in school when they were calling out my name My heart was beating so fast, and you, I felt so much relief every time that I just say, present. <laughs> like, like here, super I'm here. scared, <laughs> shy, like try to be invisible, like, okay, don't, don't mess around with me, and I want to be in my safe place, safe space, and, uh, and now I'm the first one to say present. <laughs> I was just going to say, how did you go from this shy, introverted little girl to who you are today, because you're the complete opposite. You're, you stand out, you know, you're, you're, you have a high energy and you're very uh, social, like you have high social skills. How did you go from one end of the spectrum to the other? Yeah, well, uh, definitely doing a lot of uh, self-development work. I, I studied theater back in Chile, too, because I was dreaming about becoming this big superstar and actress in Hollywood, you know. <laughs> and I every time that I was on stage, I was making a big impression and... And I was just pushing myself. I, I, I don't know. It's just this fire that I have inside of me. And every time that I show up, I'm like, I just go for it. I just jump. And and every time that I show up, I, I, I make an impact and a big impression. Uh, my theater studies helped me a lot with my stage presence. Um, and then the self-development work that 
helped me to step into my power even more and owning my voice and just being authentic and 100% who I am in front of everybody. Like, this is like the real thing you're going to see. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's the, probably the person you've always been, just you weren't able to express it. And the way that I, that I, I stepped into that before, it was with uh, alcohol and party, you know? Like to get that confidence, drinking, 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 to show this personality and energetic and the party girl and all of that. And but it was so self-destructive. Yeah, <laughs> I needed to entertain everybody and I drink and drugs and everything. And then I was so lonely and it took me like a week to recover. But I needed this entertainment. I needed to entertain people because I was seeking for love and approval. Seeking that validation. Validation. Now I'm like, this is the way I am. And I don't do it in a self-destructive way anymore. I, I know who I am now. <laughs> you do a lot of meditation and... Yeah, and and the reason why I moved to this country was thanks to this self-development program that I did. It was MITT. That is, I share my story yeah. on the book. And I never experienced so much love in my life before. It's, it was a magical experience, like... Those rooms, they have, like, because I've been doing a lot of things in my entire life, but those rooms has a, spe a special energy and a magic, I don't know, it's like a magical process. Well, everyone in that room is seeking change. They're seeking that development, and so it's just, no, there's no judgment in there, because yeah. they're all after the same thing. Yeah. It's incredible. I've done this, a similar program, but with Landmark. But I know the MITT program. I have a lot of people who went through the whole legacy, as you did. Yes. And it's just, once you go through a program like that, you just want to surround yourself with people who've, got, who've done those programs because it's just, you're more powerful when you have a group of friends who are on that same level. Yeah, we're speaking the same language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you realize that the, where, you, where you're going and the places that you put yourself all the same people around you. You're no longer in that party scene or, you know, the self-destructive and all of a sudden everyone you're meeting has also done mm -hmm. MITT. And it's just like, whoa, I did that too. And it's just, you're just putting yourself in these places with amazing people. Yeah, how they say your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. And I really, before I was attracting toxic and superficial and <laughs> you know? now it's like all oh, i'm surrounded by people that all they talk about is transformation yes me too <laughs> so me funny. too and sometimes i'm like you know what like i need a little bit of superficiality too <laughs> like let's find the balance yeah you know? there's a balance for everything and then even with transformation when I mean, we still want to have fun yes all the time always. how did you hear you know coming from chile how did you hear about mitt Oh, well, that's a magical story. I went to study in New York image consulting, and um, it was a styling course uh, for one summer there. Uh, that was one of my biggest dreams come true, like just to be in New York for two months. And I don't know, it was just so amazing. And one night, I wanted to go out dancing to this place in the Meatpacking District, uh, Le Bain, I think it was the name of the place. Really cool place. And two people canceled on me at the last minute. I was already dressed up. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go by myself. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to have a great time. Good and, for you. And I went there <laughs> and I was waiting on the line to get in. And well, th there was this big bodyguard, like, like the ones in the movies. Like, if you're not on the list, you can't get in. And I was like, get it in anyway. And I start talking to this lady behind me. And I ask her, are you on the list? No, but we get in anyway. 
and she was with a couple of friends. They adopt me, and she became one of my best friends in the that, that entire trip. And then she moved to LA, and she started doing the program, the MITT program, and she told me about it. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. I'm I'm open for all of this, and. I never imagined it was going to change my life. So if it wasn't for that night, I wouldn't be here. Like, it was meant to be. I, I, it was meant to be. That, that I one to choice her. of going out without yeah. your friends just changed the whole path of your life. Yeah, yeah. That lady changed my life. Like, meeting her it changed my life. <laughs> you know that saying, all the choices that we didn't make could have changed our life completely. Yeah, and to stay in your comfort zone. Too. Mm-hmm. Because it was easy. I'm going to stay, watch a Netflix movie or whatever. And, and, and it's I, easy. It's, that's the easy you know, choice. Yeah. And that can happen every day. Like one choice can change your life. Exactly. <laughs> Meeting one person is like, look, you're here now sitting across from me. I know. In beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. I know. I'm still like, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> on a Tuesday. And congratulations on your interview last week. And good morning, La La Land. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that was seeing amazing. you on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting used to it. From Good Morning La La Land to Good Morning America, <laughs> I'm yes. declaring that. That's gonna one happen. step at a time, and you're doing it. You're the result of you know putting your mindset and changing it and manifesting your goals and having a book. I know. And not only do you have your book, your book also shares the tools on how to get yourself there too. The reader. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's the seven ways to step into your power. And the way that I do it is creating this unity between fashion and spirituality through the chakra colors and to find your power color. So I know that one of my power colors is red. And red is uh, every time that I wear red is like, I don't know, it's like I make such a big impression. And that's what I want to share with the world is like make an impact with the colors that you're wearing. And not just with the clothes, but the way that it makes you feel from the inside. So red for me, it grounds me. It uh, it gives me so much passion when I wear it, and and strength and power. What would you say is the least your least color? Because I know you said that there's a color that you go try to avoid. Every person tries to avoid a specific color and explain something. What's your color that you don't wear that often? Orange. Orange, and that is the color of letting go. <laughs> I don't know if it is hard for you to let go. That's the, I was just going to say orange is my least favorite color. Yeah. Like, I dislike it so much. Yeah, there's um, yeah, there's a thing that I'm, I feel when I'm aligned, but definitely the less color that I feel is the orange, and that is the that energy that is uh, in my hips, the sacral. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something there that I know that I need to work on. Uh, Isn't sec sacral yeah the sexual <laughs> chakra and yeah like the, the, where we create where we give birth is energy in our center and also orange is the color of like um enthusiasm energy i wear orange sometimes definitely to work out like i'm mm-hmm. aware like it, it gives me energy but uh, a way for example to heal this if you feel a little bit blocked is and I, and I know that i get to be more aware of is belly dancing belly dance every movement that connects you to your hips uh, is a good way for you to be aware and and even as women we we are not aware to walk from our hips we're always in our head or our shoulders or like on our phones and like to feel these curves that we have that comes from our hips we're not aware of 
And it's so beautiful it when you is. see a woman walking with the, this curve. And yeah, so that's why dancing is a good way for you to connect with it. And uh, something that I talk about on the book also is about finding your superstar. Something that I love. <laughs> and Shakira represents that power in your hips. So definitely connecting with music or uh, from her or seeing her on stage, the way that she moves. Uh, is is it's really inspiring. I love how you included the music playlist in the beginning. Ah, yeah, the self love soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing too. Is like um, even today, I was just I wasn't feeling very good these couple of days too because I, yeah. I was in my women's day. Uh, but in the morning, I was just listening to this like. Um, Lady, there's this Lady Gaga song that I love. That I, every time that I wake up, I just start dancing in the morning. Is um, do what you want, what you want with my body. Do what you want, don't stop. <laughs> I don't know. Just I love all of these women. They're so inspiring, like Madonna, yeah, J Lo, Gaga. Gaga and yeah. I grew up like watching them and listening to them. So um, yeah, yeah, those are my biggest inspirations. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. What are what were some of the things that you were saying consistently to yourself in your lowest moments that kept you going? Well, definitely, I don't know, just connecting with God, I would say. Like, uh, I remember I see myself like eight years ago crying in my room in a corner and just praying so from my heart and saying, God, please guide me, guide me, guide me, guide me. And now I'm here. <laughs> Every time that I'm in those low moments, I, I, I pray. Yeah, I would say just pray and the trust and surrender practice is another thing too. Like, yeah. Yeah, because uh, uh, I'm not alone. Yeah, it's that fear of being alone. And I am not. I'm surrounded by angels everywhere that are guiding me, like spirits from I don't know where. <laughs> Your ancestors. Your ancestors um, and friends. They're always yeah. good friends around uh, and my family, my family, 100%. They're always there, unconditionally. Yeah, those those moments, those dark moments, I uh, I will say prayer is, is the best. It's been the thing for me. Yeah, yeah, those dark moments can be very scary, but knowing that it's, they don't last forever is, you know, and prayer is, is key. Yeah, and learning how to incorporate those, because... W- there's with darkness there's light and i've been afraid of my dark my darkness a lot and a lot of people are like i don't want to go into the dark place but it's part of it it's just you need to go to those dark places because there's so much wisdom in those dark places and then you step into the light yeah Yeah. that's a good way of putting it because i you know i'm i mean as everyone i'm sure afraid of their dark places Mm -hmm. that i get two points where like i don't even want to be in the dark like in the night like uh, in a dark room because it's just like it's scary because it just like you can't see you can't you know you can't see what's it's like unknown you can't see what's in front of you so whether it's in your mind or like in real life like I was not anymore but afraid just to be in a in a dark room because I would have to you know look within myself and I did, it wasn't then that's scary mm. if that makes sense mm. yeah uh, then yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, being afraid of the the, the afraid, night. Yeah. yeah, and just because you have to face your fears, and it just I didn't want to. And it's like facing the uh, you're going into the unknown. You're you're not in control. Yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen. You can't see. You can't see exactly, <laughs> and it's just just a dark room in my bedroom, and I'm scared. And it's like, it's a it's scare it's embarrassing to admit right now, but it was true. Like just until recently, I didn't like to 
you know, always, I always had, you know, my little Himalayan salt lamp on or something that just makes sure that it wasn't pitch black mm-hmm. because I just didn't know, you know, the energy of the room. And, but it was just my energy of fear yeah, that was yeah. causing it. Yeah. Always that um, something that I always uh, love to quote or, or give as an example is this. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this um, talk that Will Smith. Uh, gives uh, about fear when he's skydiving (laughs) oh my god and I love him so much too like he's so energetic and and he's sharing his experience the first time that he went skydiving I think he was in Dubai or something and he creates this analogy with fear so he said like he was with a bunch of friends and like yeah let's go skydiving tomorrow yeah yeah let's go and he was yeah and then he couldn't sleep the entire night because he was so scared and so <laughs> in his head. And then he was on the airplane, like about to jump with the door open on an airplane there in the air. And fear was stopping him so much. And every time he says this, uh, when he jumped, he experienced so much bliss and the most amazing and unique experience you can ever f- have in your life. And he says, like, how fear can stop you from experiencing that bliss. And and that happens in so many um, ways in our life. Like, even, for example, public speaking. When I was a little girl, for me, I still get scared and, like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going into the unknown, facing that fear, being in front of a lot of people speaking. Uh, but once I face that fear, I feel so proud of myself. And I will say... That is self-love for me. When I speak my truth, when I push myself, when I'm in front of people, I prove myself, yes, um, I got this. Um, I'm such a brave woman <laughs> and mature woman and how much I've grown. It's yeah. so nat- it, it looked so natural for you. And I have seen you do your public speaking, whether it's on video and stuff. It just you look like you're in, your, in the right place, like, you're, like you own it. Yeah, I I love to be on stage. <laughs> it's fun. That's why it's so it's so crazy how you can see the transformation from you just sharing who you used to be and and me just seeing who you are now. I can't believe that there was a little girl shy and with no friends and being bullied to this spiritual superstar loving stage. It's incredible you can see that anybody can do it. Like you can be this little shy person, but you can also be, you know, this amazing superstar if you really want to be. Yeah, you can become, uh, if you're committed to yourself and your growth, you can make it happen. Yeah, yeah. truly, the results. Yes, <laughs> yes. What are you working on right now? You have a birthday this week? I, yeah, 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 I'm so excited for this. I'm not going to dare ask how old you're going to turn, but I'm super uh, excited. 36, <laughs> very proud, 36. Um, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be the book launch party this Thursday in Hollywood and Hollywood rooftop and it's going to be the color party. So everything's going to be around color, dress code, colors, yeah. of course. No black. Just no kidding. black. <laughs> no black allowed. No, you can wear, you can wear what black, but must be something with color. And um going to have a DJ. It's going to be a party, red carpet. I'm so excited it's gonna be, to go. It's gonna be I, cool. I liked in your book how you said that people, that it's okay for people to wear black, but it's like you're wearing, um, you're dressing for your own funeral. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I experienced like, even like, it were, that's the thing to be aware of the colors that you're wearing. Like, I had a client that also he wasn't feeling like his best and he was sharing something. He was dressed 
black in black from head to toe and it was like this is a perfect reflection of how you feel from the inside you're wearing black and that's the message that i'm giving to people when you're wearing a lot of black that can stimulate depression and especially in the world that we're living in right now with so much suicide and so yeah. much going on so much happy uh, so much people feeling so unfulfilled with no passion that's why my message is so big it's like you have a rainbow opportunities and and you are completely disconnected uh from who you are and with how many blessings you can experience my my mission here is just to empower millions of hearts <laughs> and to step into your confidence and your happiness i have such a loving and energetic personality that I just want to give to the world and make them everybody have fun and, yeah. and feel happy. Yeah. I think that's great. I love what you stand for and what you're doing. And it reminds me of a time where I used to only wear black and my entire closet was like black, 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 black. And my sister coming over and telling me, you need more color in your life. And I never, I didn't understand it. I'm like, well, I like black. But it was only because I that was how I felt. Like reading your book and listening to what you're saying right now, it wasn't because I liked it, but it's just I didn't feel good enough to wear the other colors. Or like I didn't feel like I was happy to wear red or powerful to wear like red or orange. Or, and it was because black was just the only color that didn't make me feel, you know, and that black, it was fake. That, that's what I say is uh, black. I don't say don't wear black. Yeah. Black is an elegant color that like you must have like a little black dress and everything. Um, but, uh, like I, I think about like a, a period of my life also when I like going through a bad breakup or something like that. And like, I was wearing black all the time. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't feeling so good. Um, but yeah, is, um, Oh, I forgot the point that I was going to say. It's okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's, it's crazy how you can... Black is your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Black is your comfort zone is um, is how you see the world right now. Uh, I wear black when I jump on a plane, like traveling. It's easy. You know, yeah. you don't have to think about it so much. Well, you're wearing black right now, I'm but you threw right it on now. with a white, bedazzled gold silver. I mean, you just make it pop. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I yeah. love it. You walked in here. I was like, okay, I need to put on something else. <laughs> <laughs> need to step it up a little bit. But it's all really exciting because I find like now after reading your book, when I look at, I like to observe. I like to people watch. So now when I'm observing, I can also look at what they're wearing and what colors and kind of like analyze, you know, why. Like, oh, they're in all red and it's probably, and that's their power. And so now it's like, now it's a different way. I don't want to say judging them. Mm. But now it's another way to understand them. If they're not speaking to you or they're not, you know, maybe they're holding back from sharing something. And if they're in all black all the time, then it's, you know, they're sad. And mm. and then you can kind of understand them more based off what they choose to wear. Yeah. Color-wise. Yeah, yeah. It's just to bring awareness with it. Most of you, for example, there was another girl that she was uh, speaking in public and she was wearing blue. And she she was going to do like a big uh, uh, sharing and everything. And she asked me, like, what does does blue represent? And I told her, speaking your truth. <laughs> she was like, oh. And she yeah. wasn't aware of it. So that's the idea is, is to be aware of the colors that you're wearing uh, for big occasions. Like, for example, public speaking. You're speaking your truth. Also, blue is the color of trust. Authenticity you know, as authenticity. well. Authenticity. 
um, good ways is singing for you uh, to open this chakra energy. When I talk about the chakras on the book, yeah, uh, and I make make them sing and, and let the girls on my on my events and and the workshops that I do, I make them sing Madonna, some Madonna songs. That's super <laughs> ev- fun. Everybody gets to step into their super star. Do you have any workshops coming up, or what does your year look like for you? What are some things you're working on? Yeah, uh, well, definitely now um, the book launch, the party is going to be on Thursday, May 30th, and then I'm going to do a book signing June 13th. I'm creating the first, my first two-day um, seminar that is going to be called the Spiritual Superstar Seminar. Uh, that's going to be late June. I'm, I'm still like uh, scheduling that and I'm going to talk about it on the event on Thursday Okay, uh, for people to sign up, uh, the spiritual superstar seminar. <laughs> that's really exciting. And, and creating my book tour, I, I, I want to bring the book in Spanish by the end of the year. So I'm going to do my tour there in Chile and I want to, I want to take it to Australia. That's one of my goals. Wow. I want to take it to Australia. Why Australia? Uh, Sydney and Byron Bay I have a Chilean friend that lives in Byron Bay that's like a yoga city oh. and I would love to do some, some book signings there and events that's November all um, the way down under that's exciting oh uh, yeah and enjoy <laughs> Aussie man have you been to Australia? <laughs> no no I not yet either. yeah I want to go I think it has it must have like a really like an LA, LA vibe kind of like a lot of, yeah, a lot of conscious a people city beach and everything must be cool if you can go back to your younger self what would you tell her oh that shy girl and 12 years old oh my god you don't know what is gonna happen girl like trust (laughs) (laughs) trust all your dreams are gonna are are gonna be uh you're gonna make them come true uh just wait and see trust yourself and love and love yourself yeah yeah don't listen to what other people say um, you are a, a superstar already. You were born a superstar. Like this is very Lady Gaga, but you were. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever yeah. works. That was very powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've been in LA now for what two years? Yeah, it's gonna be two years. What's your favorite thing about LA? From Chile <sighs> coming here, and when you have when you bring your friends here from Chile, like what's your favorite thing to show them? Well, first of all, when people ask me this question, I say the way it makes me feel. Okay. How I feel here, that sense of belonging that I always been looking for. Since I moved here, I, I love to travel, but since I moved here, I like I don't need to travel. I feel that I'm like uh, this is home. This is home. I have everything that I want. Um, what I love is uh, well, definitely the beach. Yeah, I, I live. I'm blessed to live four blocks away from the beach there in Venice Beach, and just enjoy the ocean. I love to to go out dancing. I love speakeasy places, so like definitely going out dancing and explore different things and experiences. There's always so many events going on here, so you come to the right place. Yeah, you can't <laughs> never get bored. So that's yeah. yeah. And it was so funny last week walking walking down Hollywood Boulevard and look up and there you are right in front of me. I know that doesn't happen in my country. It's like I'm in a different country. I'm always running into people everywhere. Yeah, it's just LA is so big but so small and I I just watched your story and you're introducing your friend who's singing at your event and then I look up and there you are standing in front of me. I'm like, "Whoa, I just 
I know. That's I just so saw you funny. on your Instagram story. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a Chilean friend. She's another superstar that she recently moved to LA. And once I saw that she was moving, I invited her to perform my event. It's going to be really I cool. I cannot wait. And the first thing I just told you last week, like, what color am I going to wear? What color are you wearing? And it's just like, <laughs> you surprise. said surprise. <laughs> so now it's like, okay, what color am I going to want to stand out and wear? And Maybe I will wear all the colors. I don't know. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll try wear orange. Maybe not. <laughs> You're going to look beautiful. Like in, your, in your class, we learned that, you know, neon colors are oh. out. So everything is neon. Yeah. Everywhere I go is like neon yellow, hot pink, yeah, that's green. And that's the trend color right now. And even though that's something that I don't, I never was a fond of the neon but maybe I can find something. But you went pink, neon. Mm. Yeah, pink is good. I like pink. Yeah, it's just it's so bright. For well, my, I don't know. I'm don't be afraid skin, to, to skin, shine, girl. <laughs> my skin color. Here I am justifying. My skin doesn't go. <laughs> Gonna look amazing. Yeah, thank you. So, how do people want to if they want to get in touch with you or buy your book? How can they reach out to you? Or well, they can find me on uh, well, Instagram is like. The thing, uh, D and Marie Dubois, so T H E and Marie Dubois, uh, as the one and only, and uh, spiritualsuperstars.com. That is uh, my website, and my book is on Amazon. Is in uh, the Kindle version, the, on, the online, the ebook. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, Are you gonna have the actual soft cover or? Yeah, the the printed copies. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have them on my events. Yeah, so you get okay, to come. Perfect. I'm gonna do book signings and I'm gonna have them there. Yeah. Great! Yeah. Well, I appreciate the time that you took to speak with me. Yeah, excited. A lot of a lot of things happening and thank you so much. It was super easy and fun and you are amazing. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, that's a wrap. I appreciate you for listening to the end. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please share with your friends and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Feel free to send me a message on claimingyourtruth.com or you can reach out to me on Instagram at Franny Nicole on the go. I appreciate you and remember, live your life in gratitude.